Welcome to another episode of 115 Miles. In this episode, we cover lots of interesting and fun stuff like when was the most embarrassing moment that Josh had in front of his mum? We also talk about authenticity. We talk about Keir Starmer and sleazy makeovers and Josh's uh, email that he wrote to Keir Starmer. Josh, did you enjoy today's episode? I really enjoyed it. Um, I couldn't wait to share the fact that I'd sent an email. It was really funny in my head. Uh, you didn't find it that funny. So, uh, but other than that, I've always really, I love the questions at the end. And uh, yeah, I think that people are going to enjoy this one, Has. Brilliant, Josh. And what should people do if they want to follow us on uh, our channels? They should come to at 115 miles pod on Instagram. It is growing ever more. We have a content creator on board and it is looking fabulous. This is 115 miles with Josh Connolly and Hassan Kaya. Living exactly 115 miles apart, our lives could not have been more different growing up, yet we find ourselves today as really good friends with many similar outlooks and perspectives. Join us on our podcast as we take a topical dive into life, work, culture and everything in between. Hello, John Watson. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Hassan, how are you doing? I'm oh, good, mate. I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm all right. It feels peculiar to be recording on a Friday morning, slightly different to what we would normally do. Um, but here we are. And tell, the, tell, tell our listeners why we're recording on a Friday. Uh, <laughs> actually, it's, we're recording on a different day for a different reason to normally. It's normal be- normally because you uh, have cancelled and need to rearrange. But next week, I am on the set of Hollyoaks, Hassan. So uh, I, I won't be able to record the 115 miles pod on the Tuesday Tuesday. No, actually, we're supposed to record on the Tuesday. We're not recording on the day we are because you're busy. So it's the same as normal. <laughs> busy doing what? <laughs> busy doing what? Uh, it's it's uh, Aaron's birthday, isn't it? No, it's not Aaron's <laughs> birthday. I've told you four times. It's Lois's birthday. <laughs> Sorry. Yes, that's you're a bad mate. friend. Sorry, mate. Yeah. So, yeah. and then I'm at Hollyoaks on Wednesday. So we're recording on Friday morning, which is a shame because we can't do the line of duty rundown because this will because this is this is going we're recording before it happens in the line of duty as you told me you used to call it <laughs> i don't know why there must be something else called something Kill, similar well, well no there's like i think there was probably a show called in the line of duty but also they sort of say killed in the line of duty that's where oh, we yeah, got okay. it from thanks mate yeah that's where it's come from yeah um what's been happening with you this week josh What's been happening? I, uh, last week I did my. So have we spoke since I did my open my open webinar? I did my open webinar last week, first ever one. I think it was my reasons to be cheerful last last time we recorded, and it was coming up. So I did that, and it was very, very nice, very pleasing. And then uh, the the following day was able to come to Brighton to see you, which was lovely. And then uh, uh, delivered a webinar with you again yesterday. Yeah, Colla- we've been collaboration. It was good. It's our first sort of proper bit of work together, right? So normally, um, I mean, I say that you did most of the work and I just sat back and, you know, <laughs> hung off your coattails. But yeah, we did that last bit together, which was really nice. Yeah, it was good. It's the first time that we've like, I guess, properly collaborated in that way, in a way that's not me just coaching you. <laughs> yeah, really badly. Um, you need to um, you need to develop your coaching skills when it comes to taking on um, senior smart brains like me. Yeah. Okay, mate. Fair enough. Well, actually, talking of senior smart brains, well, another thing that I've been doing this week is uh, I um, you called me out last episode and told me that I need to, if I feel that passionately about it, I need to email Keir Starmer. Yeah. So I emailed him. No, you didn't. I did. No, you didn't. I did. What did you we, say? Listen, we always. Uh, I'll tell you what. Uh, what? Let's just. Uh, I'll share my screen a minute so you can see the email I sent him, and, I, and then I'll read it out to you while it's shared on my screen. Yeah. Did you write it in crayon? Uh, no, no, no. It's an email from my uh, from my email account. It says, "Hi, Kia. I thought I'd go quite informal to nice. start with. Yeah, I yeah. thought you know, friendly. Bros. Yeah." Yeah, I, I I thought I should go with that rather than Mr. Starmer. You know, yeah. he's serving me at the end of the day. Yeah. Uh, I hope you're keeping safe and well. 
normal intro for an email at this time. Yeah. Not 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 what I would normally go with, but I wanted to feel relatable. I have decided to write to you after a conversation with my friend, Coach E, and co-host of 115 Miles, which, which by the way, I've linked to our link tree uh, nice. in the email. Very good. Uh, su- suggested that I needed to do something about my grievances. Hassan is not often right, but I think on this occasion he might be. I am an avid Labour voter and have been ever since I had a... Hang on, hang on, hang on. Did you just out me to the uh, potential future Prime Minister as not often being right? Yeah, I said, but but I said on this occasion he might be. Wow, okay. All right. I'm just, I want to be fair. Carry on, I also I'll, noticed you wrote this like 10 minutes ago. So, <laughs> so that was just cause, so you could talk about it on this podcast. Okay. Uh, well, listen, mate, I, I met the deadline. Yeah, the truth I met outs. the deadline. Okay. Right? All right, and, let's go. and this email, I think, is like the Russian police. Yeah, firm. Yeah, but fair. Uh, as we used you can to say. Also t- you can tell it's also rushed as well. Carry on. Oh, the copywriter in him's coming up. I am an avid Labour voter and have been ever since I had a fixed abode. Nice. I felt I couldn't say all my life because I'd be lying. So I thought, how long have I been a Labour voter? Well, ever since I had a fixed abode. I was excited when you were elected. I felt you would appeal to the middle ground and I saw hope on the horizon. However, as difficult as the last year have been, I feel you have let the side down. In some ways, you have gone from being relatable to feeling somewhat alien to me. (laughs) <laughs> did you last... did you did you tell you didn't tell him you actually thought he was an alien though i did okay. i said you were feeling somewhat alien to me somewhat somewhat alien well you, you know you, because... last time you said you 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 were adamant that he was an alien well when he follows the 115 miles link which he will yeah, yeah then he'll see won't he that okay. i called him an alien and or i said hear, or he'll hear not I, see. I think it's tact this is tact i'm not going to say i think you're an alien am i then i uh, what might I might get like abducted tonight when I go to sleep? <clears throat> Let me finish. I was ready to throw the towel in on Labour. Should you capitalise Labour like that? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Well done. Uh, but Hassan, and I have to keep calling you Hassan because I think if I called you Hass, he might just think that I'm illiterate. He might think that anyway when he reads your email. But carry on. I was ready to throw the towel in on Labour, but Hassan suggested that I couldn't talk politics anymore if I didn't vote, and so I want to give you a second chance. I was disappointed to see you suggest that a passionate Labour voter was lecturing you when he was simply airing his views after what must have been a horrific year for him. His anger was justified, regardless of how factual his points may or may not have been. I would still let you in my pub, Kia. (laughs) I don't have a pub, and actually I don't even drink, but I'm being metaphorical here. This email has been cathartic, and I hope in the coming months you will pull us back and show that you are the person we need to lead us to better times. Thanks for listening, Josh. Are you proud of that? Listen, mate, I did what you asked me to do, all right? So, uh, I've written... Where was the call to action? Like, you didn't... Like, you just said, hey, please do better. Thanks. (laughs) If I ever have a pub, I'll let you in it. Well, I don't want him to think that I'm lettering him. I think you let the side down yourself, Josh, to be honest. All right, mate. I, I really thought you were going to go for it. What? Well, well, listen, I've done you, more than you, you. You basically made it sound like you want to be his mate. I do want to be his mate. Well, you I don't want, sound no, like don't that just, normally. I don't just want to be his mate. I want to vote for him. Yeah, but you sound Listen, like you want to be did you his mate. See what, did you see what the subject of the email was? I missed that. I believe in second chances. Oh, okay. Nice. Do you know, I think that might... He might read that this morning because he won't be reading anything else and this will be like just pinged straight to the top of his inbox and he'll look at that and go, do you know what? Josh has given me a second chance. I'm going to take it. I'm going to basically turn my life around. Thank you, Josh. Ex- my thoughts exactly. Oh, my thoughts exactly. That's, that's all you do is you basically go around the world and just give people pep talks and just lift them up. I do, mate. Yeah, that's exactly what I do. And uh, I think we'll have a new listener this week as well. So, Kia, welcome welcome aboard, mate. Um, Brilliant. I yeah. hope you're not an alien. <laughs> Speaking uh, of aliens, actually, no, I don't have any alien segues, so... Uh, <laughs> Um, I want to talk about sleazy makeovers. What oh, do you think nice. I'm talking about? 
uh, your office that I came to in Brighton last week. Yeah, it's, it is sleazy <laughs> and it needs a makeover. No, it's neither of those. It's very respectable. Uh, it's oh, oh it's it's uh, Boris Johnson's. Is it? Yeah, his yeah. new f- his flat has he had done? What's he had? Yeah, done? yeah, he had he had his uh, he had his abode made over. Um, him and his uh, his girlfriend Carrie. Um, and there was a mysterious £58,000 that is unaccounted for. And there's a lot of scrambling around now to say who paid for what, when, who paid for it first, and all that sort of stuff. Um, it, to me, it, it's really, it seems abundantly clear that, that the Conservative Party seem like they've had enough of Boris Johnson because suddenly this has kind of come out of nowhere and there's just a lot of it and lots of things coming out and obviously the Dominic Cummins stuff and So everything. you reckon this has come out through the Tories? You think they've done it on purpose to get uh, Yeah, I think there's something going on. Oh, big shout. Big yeah, shout. I do. But what I find really interesting back to your mate Keir Starmer yeah. is he suddenly found his voice. Like he's really found his voice and now I'm seeing people like applauding him for like holding the Prime Minister to account. Amazing just, what an email can do. Well, it's right. What an email yeah, can like do. he just turned around in like before he even got it in anticipation of getting your email. Two weeks ago, he started because he just you know got scared of the wrath of Josh. But um, is like is a sleazy makeover more important to get enamoured about than? the deaths of hundreds of thousands of people. Well, it's interesting. It's interesting that he picks that to, to, to hold him to the fire on. And I can't, you know, you're bringing it up and sort of being serious now, sort of getting a little bit serious. I can't, I, I, I don't know. Why do you think, why do you think he's, why do you think he's showing up to the table now then? And he hasn't done for the last year. Well, it's local elections next week. I imagine there's something to do with that. There's pressure. But also, it's sort of something that he can just grab onto very quickly and just point to sleaze. Um, but I just I, I just feel like he was a bit scared of... Um, he was a bit scared of being positioned as anti-public interest when he was, you know, when he was challenging kind of the activities around COVID or should have been challenging yeah, the Yeah, so you make, a, you make a good point there, right? And so for like last, you know, I've been being sort of uh, overly harsh perhaps on Keir Starmer, maybe. Uh, but like on a very serious note, one of the points that he did, one of the things I did hear him say, which if I was being very serious and sitting down and having a proper serious conversation like I am now about it, um, he did say something I, I can't remember at what point it was he said I do think there should be a full investigation into this but we're in the middle of a pandemic and now's not the time to push that narrative mm-hmm. I'm paraphrasing that's not the exact words mm-hmm. that he used but um, do you think he has a point with that no we've all we've always talked about it the time is always the time to challenge is always at the time that's the yeah. role of the opposition well even um, in a pan even in a pandemic when everybody's scrambling to and i'm playing devil's advocate here but even in a pandemic when everyone's scrambling to i don't know change laws and do what's right for the people to try and stop yeah yeah that's the that's the job that's the yeah. job of the opposition yeah, yeah, I yeah. sound like I sound like josh connolly now uh <laughs> no, Listen, but that mate, is if the, you're going to say those things you need to write him an email yeah, true. Yeah, sorry, carry on. Yeah. Um I, I might be a bit more robust. I like I like than you than your let me be your friend email. <laughs> You're gonna we ask him what his favourite Westlife song is next, aren't we, you? <laughs> we do you like if... Westlife too, Keir? <laughs> we could go to a Westlife karaoke party. What music do you think he listens to? Um Westlife. <laughs> no, um I think he I'll listens to now i can imagine him doing that in i reckon he listens to he's eclectic josh i reckon he listens to broadway show tunes and i reckon he listens to uh 80s soft rock okay i can imagine him in his bedroom mini men wish they perform me got blood in my eyes going i can't see do you know who that is i don't I know don't. if i've got the lyrics right i don't know who's that 50 cent isn't it oh come on mate I didn't I didn't I probably made the lyrics up yeah no I didn't recognise that I'm afraid 
I only it. think I, I think I need I know two Fifty Cent songs. Then I was never a big fan. Well, be it, honestly. Yeah, not my cup of tea. He was didn't, massive back in the day, and then he went bankrupt, didn't he? He was literally massive as well, wasn't he? Physically, yeah. Yeah. beefcake. But he had his own. Computer but then game and there was a rumor that he he was like a very early adopter in Bitcoin or something, and he was like he was he was literally broke, and then basically just became rich again. Yeah, rags yeah, to riches that. to rags to riches. Yeah, maybe that's. Did you ever watch the film? No, I told you I wasn't a fan. Why? I didn't like the music. Why would I watch a movie about him? Well, I don't know, mate. I did watch the NWA movie. Good film, mate. That was good. Yeah. Yeah. Josh, I have a question for you. Oh, yes. I love your questions. Let's do it. A um, couple of uh, episodes ago, we were talking about a moment when you were on a plane with a family and yeah, yeah. you couldn't sit together. And we talked about what happened to you in that moment and your wife stepping in and how you felt and stuff. And you, But one thing that... Um, we sort of skipped past pretty quickly was you said you've usually got two states either calm or kick off yeah um what happens when you get to that kickoff moment and how frequently do you still feel like that very good question um so look if i'm playing sports so when i'm playing football I, everything that i'm about to tell you sort of goes out the window I've improved a hell of a lot when I'm playing football, but I would still say that um, and anybody that knows me and seen me play football would still say that it's uh, very frequent uh, that that comes. But in my day-to-day life, it's much, much less. Um, and you ask me what it feels like when it happens. Yes, yeah. it's, it's overwhelm. It's, it's a surge of emotion um, in any given moment that I feel like I can't process. Um, and that I struggle to articulate or release in some way. Um, and then, so what I what I do is I push it down into my body, I become very, very tense, and then the overwhelm hits in and I um, it presents as anger. So it tends to start off, it starts off as kind of fear and anxiety that I don't know how to process and release. Um, and then, yeah, and then it comes out as anger. And when was the last time you kicked off? Outside of sport? Yeah. Um, it's good that I can't remember. It's good that I can't remember because yeah. once upon a time in my life, it would have been like a couple of yeah. hours ago. Yeah. Um, Kicked off. When was the last time I kicked off? It hasn't happened for a very long time, has. Yeah. And I can I can imagine that. But I guess what I'm 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 looking at is um when when do you feel it? When do you feel it rise? You know, a bit like Hulk, like don't make me angry. Like when like when does that start to like when uh, what, when does that get triggered mm-hmm. and what do you need to do to calm it down? Um normally it's the main I'll tell you one of the big triggers in my life today is when I feel like somebody's trying to pull the wool over my eyes. Mm. Uh you know, I would put it in simple terms, I'll often say to you, they're trying to mug me off yeah so I think particularly if it's somebody that I've placed any amount of trust in and that I've kind of let into my call it my inner circle somebody because I'm I've got a very tight inner circle I don't share myself I know what I do online but I mean actually share myself as in come into space with um I don't do that with many people so when I feel like somebody close to me's done that that I've been harmed uh that's a big trigger but it's also a trigger when i feel like somebody um anyone is doing it to me so let me give you a very like top level example um i want to train to become a breathwork practitioner right so i was looking online at all the different ones and the ones that i want to explore Mm. and when i go on a website and they won't just tell me the price of the thing yeah and they want me to book a call or they want me to go to a free masterclass first and take my email off me. And I think, look, let me watch a video, see what you're offering. If I like it, I'm I'm on this page to buy it. I want to make a decision based on what you're offering and how much it's going to be. Don't push me down all these routes and make me book a call. That I, and it's funny because I was talking to somebody about it the other day and I said, 
you know, if somebody can afford some of the prices that they actually want for these breathwork courses, they probably haven't got time to book a call with you. So you're doing your... Anyway, you can see I'm, I'm just talking about it. It triggers me. So, uh, yeah, so whenever I feel like somebody's trying to do that to me, that's a very common trigger. Yeah, I, I mean, I definitely um, spot when something triggers you or grabs you, in, you know, and I often sort of say, listen, you know, just chill. It's not. It's not necessarily as bad as you think it is. But it. <laughs> but it just gets you. And and. But I. I'm the same. You know. Like when something grabs hold of you and triggers you. Is the right word. It's like really hard to shake. Even though the logic is being presented by someone you trust. You do that for me. Chris does that for me. Whatever. I, I find it hard to shake. Mm. Right. And um, I find actually that I don't really go on it very much anymore. But whenever I go on LinkedIn, I get triggered. <laughs> Oh, I just get properly oh. triggered. Link, yeah, it's, LinkedIn does it to me. But LinkedIn you know what it is? It's not just about what other people write. It's like I, I sort of start looking at it and go, I'm not doing enough. So I almost like look at them and then I start projecting to myself about how fast they're moving. And I realise mm. what's going on. This is They're just projecting a lot and I'm just getting hooked into it. Yeah. But um, the reason I asked that question, I'm not, I wasn't overly prying. I wasn't trying to make you feel uncomfortable. I guess what I'm curious about talking about for a little while is, um, is like, when are we at our most authentic self? So is your most authentic self the sort of the one that is the one that could kick off at any moment, but you have to work to keep it calm, a bit like Dr. Banner and the Hulk? <laughs> or is it, um, yeah, what you do in the world, like, you know, most of the time. Um, and is there ever just one authentic self? So when people say, be your authentic self, is it possible to just be one authentic self? Or do you have several different authentic selves? It's a deep question. And I think, so uh, let me try and pull it apart a little bit. I think, look, I think when you start looking at yourself and you start to work on yourself, my belief is that you'll find there's loads of different parts of yourself and they all show up in different ways. They will all, uh, you can trace all of that back to your core self. So if you look at the internal family systems model, that will tell you that your core self, and actually, by the way, I believe this to be true in any spiritual practice when you go to it, what they're all teaching at the core of the kind of, of the practice is that your core self is love and compassion and non-judgmental, right? You know, even when you look at, for me, when you look at the Bible, Jesus was saying very similar things, right? That we all have that kind of God is within us, right? So an, an IFS therapy model will tell you that your core self is love and compassion. So I, IFS? IFS, IFS, internal family systems, the belief oh, right. yeah. that we have okay. a, a number of different parts of ourself. Yeah. So, so if I think people uh, are often, when they say uh, be your most authentic self, I think it's something that sort of gets banded about a little bit. Uh, to bring it just quickly to bring it back to where you started the conversation which was kind of around triggers and am I being myself when I'm when I'm triggered right when I start getting ranty about something am I being myself I would say I'm, I'm being present to the ways that I'm feeling in that moment but what I do think that we should do when we're whenever we're triggered is uh, trace it back and go back why is this happening what part of myself is angered by this and what's always interesting is um, if you think of anyone, let me, in fact, let me ask you, when was the last time somebody pissed you off? Anything, even just a little bit pissed you off? Yesterday. Who? What happened? Um, I won't say who, just out of respect for that person. Yeah. Um, but uh, we... Uh, we had a conversation where uh, something um, unexpected was presented to me and it was uh, sort of just laid out for me with, without any kind of due care and I had to sort of process it in the moment. And I got triggered and I realized that actually there was nothing wrong with what that person was presenting me in hindsight, but in the moment, because I wasn't prepared for it, I got triggered. Um, what did you feel when you were triggered? What did I feel? I felt... Um, I felt annoyed. I felt um, 
Um, but however, I realized I made it all about me, mm-hmm. right? And so what was happening was that that person had brought something around them and I'd made it about me and about like what I wasn't getting and, and like my e- equity in my situation. But yeah. actually, I, I, you know, it was really about being in that person's space and, 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 and actually what they were asking was actually perfectly fair. But mm. I made it all about what I wasn't getting. So I just got triggered, you know. Yeah, and, and so so that's when I say that like triggers are the biggest teachers, is, is often so like when I feel like, you know, I go back to what triggers me often is when I feel like somebody's mugging me off. If you trace that back and you go, okay, what do you feel, right? When I feel it, I feel tension, I feel annoyed, right? There's like a heaviness in me. I'm, a, I'm pissed off and why am I pissed off? Because I feel like they're disrespecting me, right? Mm. And what type of person gets disrespected, right? Somebody who isn't cared for, yeah, mm. that nobody cares about and doesn't have any respect for. So then you go, okay, so why have I jumped straight to the fact that somebody's doing this to me because I'm not cared for? And you, you, you know, you can do a very few simple steps back to trace it back. This is about me and about a part of myself that feels like I'm not respected in the world, right? So, yeah. um, so, so, to bring to go back to the question of like the the whole authentic self thing in the moment there is a part of me that becomes polarized there because it needs to take over and it thinks we're being disrespected i need to show up in this way if i start to realize that i can have compassion for that part of myself and then i can come back to my core self which is nobody's trying to mug you off here you know if somebody doesn't if somebody wants you to book a call they've just that's where they're at in the world and they believe that that's the right way to kind of make their living and do and, and what you know yada 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 so um so there's always parts of ourselves at play but if we really want to be truly our authentic core self then that should you know we would be compassionate non-judgmental and kind of love and all of that stuff yeah does, does that make sense yeah it makes sense um and again, and another part of the reason I wanted to bring it up was because I think if people listen to our podcast that have come onto it quite new, they'll recognise a different side of us, which is part of the reason we always said we wanted to do this, right? Messing around and you know, and using you know, using swear words and speaking our mind and and like not holding back and. Um, and that might be incongruent for them when they see you in 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 the work that you do and the work that I do. And mm. so when they come across like an experience like this versus an experience that they get with us in one of our workshops or our coaching sessions, they may think, okay, well, who's the real Josh here? Who's yeah, the real yeah, Hass? Yeah, 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 so true. It's so true. And, and this is like, it goes back to, like you said, why we started the whole podcast and stuff like that, because I quite enjoy having a bit of a, rela- a, bit of a rant and releasing you know like at the beginning when i'm talking about that with kia starmer and Dilla, but then when we get to a little bit of a when we go a little bit serious on it and deep and i and i reflect properly and i go listen do you think there's this that's it's the i love all of those playful parts of myself and the way in which they show up and i i actually think people need to get much better at understanding that about everyone that we all show up in in different ways and i always you know i always say to people don't get angry with anything i've said because you might play it back to me and I'll just agree with you that what I said was stupid and I just said it because it was in that yeah. moment. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think um, also it's n- it's not binary. Like we're not um, we're not uh, one way or the other, uh, you know, in different parts of our lives. We're like, um, you know, there's, a, there's an element of, you know, jokiness and kind of relaxed... Uh, approach that now we're bringing into our work so it's always a privilege for me to kind of sit in and see the work that you do um but what i've really noticed in our session yesterday was um there was a there was more comfort with who you are so you brought Mm. a little bit more of this into that space and i think um that's evolved since you started doing this work right oh without question mate without question you know And, and and a lot of the feedback when i did the open webinar last week were like lots of tears and lots of laughter because I was able to, you know, to have a bit of a joke and sort of, you know, take the mickey out of myself and recognise the way that I show up and all that. And I think that that comes with getting comfortable with yourself. 
And there's a bigger, there's a broader picture here actually in terms of when we talk about shame and how we're trying to, we, I, I believe we're trying to create a shameless society where we put people up on these pedestals, right? And we've done it for a while, but I think it's getting more and more strong. And then we don't give them any room, right? And we, they, we, we, we think that they need to be completely in, like immaculate people. And we're all human beings and we're all flawed. And I, I, I may have said this on the podcast before, but I use Russell Brand as a really good example. I really like Russell Brand and the work that he does. And when I say to people, yeah, no, I really like him, Russell Brand. And then they'll throw something at you. And they go, yeah, but what about this? And you go, yeah, no, I don't. Yeah, I'm not so keen when he does that. And they go, but you just said you liked him. And I'm like, yeah, I do. Like, as a whole, I think he's like, and I'm like that with, you know, I think I'm like that with a lot of people where I'm like, no, I don't like certain parts of them. But as a whole, I quite, I've always said, by the way, as much as I hate Boris Johnson, I'd imagine he'd be quite funny in a pub. You're not having that, are you? That's a step too far. No, no, no. It's going so well. No, I know what you mean, but no, I don't think so. (laughs) I think he's a buffoon. Yeah, no, I agree. Buffoon's a good word, isn't it? It really, like, really sums him up, buffoon. Yeah, it does, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. It does. um, (laughs) On that note. um, Yeah, no, I think, uh, I think, I'm always trying to, particularly when I sort of ask these questions, is I always want to extrapolate not only, you know, how you go about the world, how I go about the world, but, you know, what can we then share with others? Yeah. When the importance of, you know, of of their voice, because it's not straightforward. For, you know, for some people, we've talked about this, I know we have, we are, you know, it's not that straightforward to just be your authentic self. Because the environment around them doesn't allow it, right? Yeah, exactly. So we, we, we talk about it from a, a position of privilege. You know, we are um, uh, men, firstly. We get invited to come in and do our work. So we have the, the, the positional authority to be able to kind of carry our voice. We sit on this podcast, we do what we do. But um, there are lots of people that just don't have the space. They don't have the environment. They don't aren't nurtured they don't you know they're not supported in a way that they can be their authentic self so it's not just straightforward saying be your authentic self because that can be exposing and sometimes it can have a detrimental effect if actually Mm. they've had to be a certain way so what can we give to them through our conversation so that actually they they just feel more comfort because it's an internal thing isn't it right Mm. it it starts from inside it has to start from inside you have to feel it inside before it can manifest outside so what can we do so that they can start to feel it inside and then start to build the confidence to then be able to do whatever they need to do in their environment in whichever way they need to do it? Yeah, no, so it's a really it's a really good question. And, and I guess the thing that I would say, what I would say is to start at a place of don't, maybe we should stop saying be your authentic self and yep. we should say be who you need to be. Yeah, I right? like that. Be who you need to be and get curious about who you really are. Right, because... I show up as, as as the person that I need to be in any given moment, right? But what I've spent time doing over the last few years is being curious about who I really am. And so I just literally spend time like compassionately noticing how I do things. I notice when I use my intellect, yeah? Because in that space, I thought that my value wasn't quite good enough. So I recognized there, I, I tried to be really intellectual in front of that person. Oh, okay, I notice how that part of myself shows up. Or I noticed in that space, I went a bit laddie around everybody. Okay, I, I wonder why I did that. Well, I feel like I did it because I felt a little bit unsafe. When are you doing that? Like, when, like, do you, do you sit back? Do you, do, do you do that at the end of the day? Are you doing it immediately? Like, are you always, like, constantly reflecting? Yeah, I am, I am, uh, yeah. My, my mind is quite busy, so I, I am often doing the two things at once. Is that yeah. the best way? I, d- I don't know if everybody can think and do that. I don't know. I, like, and the, what I would add is that, and I've talked a lot about this with you, and I think we might have even talked about it in the session yesterday, but create space. You need to create space in your life, by the way. You need to create space to reflect. And I do think a period of time in the morning and a period of time in the evening is really, really useful. And it doesn't have to be long, but enough to reflect. And do and to reflect back on the day, I'm obsessive, so I do it all the time, right? If I go out, I go out sometimes on my bike. I'm out on my own for three hours, 
you know, and often I'll do that with, I'll either have a podcast on or I'll have nothing on. And so I do that reflection and I notice it and I do breath work and that, you know, the meditation stuff and that's all useful. But you have to spend time reflecting, recognizing that there's more than one part of yourself and starting to, if you recognize that every part that shows up, shows up for a reason and it's trying to protect you in some way, then you can do it with compassion and you start to have that realization about yourself and be more comfortable. And those parts that show up become softer and feel less harsh and feel less intrusive and, and overbearing and that kind of stuff. Am I so, making sense or am I rambling? Yeah, no, I'll, I'll tell you if you weren't making sense. Definitely making sense. So um, three-hour bike rides or breath works, uh, you know, like it's nice if you can do it and you've got a supportive unit and, and you work hard and you make it work, right? So I'm not saying it's... Um, um, indulgent but for, for for the for the people who have who are you know young parents working try, you know you know or not even a parent you know just busy just like don't have time feeling a bit overwhelmed mm-hmm. like the mm-hmm. thought of creating space when you five don't minutes. feel like you've got any space yeah yeah no i know like, five what, minutes what can, in the morning five what can you do what can you do in five minutes uh so look there's loads of stuff on youtube that you can do uh, you might want to do i started off for the first couple of years doing guided meditations because I couldn't sit in silence because my brain just went crazy. So I started off doing these guided meditations that felt really awkward, just five minutes. That was the longest I could do. And that was a push. And they were like, you know, imagine you're on a beach and you're sailing and they were very picturesque, picturesque like that. So I think that's a good place to start to just to start to slow down. Cause it is like you say, it's very uncomfortable for people, but you do have to create the space. And if you've got kids, I know it's even more difficult. But you have to get up before they get up. Yeah. And I know that's hard. And I know that's not always necessarily even possible. But then, so maybe it needs to be in the evening when they've gone to bed. And I know normally you're shattered then. Uh, but listen, if you're finding time to do Netflix or whatever, then then there's time. And I do believe that the space can be made. But like I say, five minutes in the morning, five minutes in the evening. Yeah, and and um, I loved the, the, what you said about brushing your teeth. You know, yeah, yeah. share that again. I've never met. I don't think I've met anybody that doesn't brush their teeth because I, I, I've never said to say, nobody's ever said to me brushing your teeth. No, I, I I don't have five minutes in the morning, five minutes in the evening to brush my teeth. Right, everybody does. I've never met anybody that says I used to brush my teeth and then I, I missed it for a couple of days and I've never really picked it back up. Right, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't happen. Right. Yeah. We find the space and we find the time in the morning and the evening. Now, it, it's a good analogy. It's slightly different than the meditation one because you can brush your teeth with the kids hanging off your legs if you've got kids, right? Uh, so you do need a little bit of space when it comes to meditation. But it doesn't need to be meditation. That's the thing. It can just be five minutes of just like intentional quiet time. Slow that is time. meditation. Okay, but that yeah. yeah. So like, there's a there's a thing for word in there. When I say meditation, that's why I try and bring it back to space. When it, it, it is, if it's putting your head on the pillow intentionally at night when you're going to sleep and it's not just like, I'm just going to sit later and it's just becoming the listening part of your brain. So just try and remove that judgment and listen to the voice in your head. Just listen to it. Yeah. Uh, and it's, listen, it's like anything. It takes practice and it takes time. Um, but the benefits are, are huge, are huge. I, I, look, I will say like anything, I've been doing it for for a number of years now uh, and I still feel like a beginner. Always, always learning, always have a growth mindset. Yeah, 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 yeah. So just, you know, and it's like the thing, we talked about it last week on the podcast, just start, just start giving it a go and don't feel like you've got to be good at it because nobody is good at it. Okay, thank you. Very good. I've got some fun stuff to do for the for the last bit before we go into reasons to be cheerful. So I just googled something because I wasn't sure what I was going to go with today. So I was going to be uh, like um, hot, good truth questions. So, yeah. so I just so I've got some questions, um, and it's going to get a bit harder as we go a bit further in. Uh, when Josh, when was the last time you told a lie? Um. I don't know. Probably yesterday. Yeah. Was it was it a little fib or was it a big? 
No, I just I can't remember a particular time, but I don't think anyone's one hundred percent fully truthful all of the time. Okay. Uh, uh, so, so a false truth. A false truth. Okay. What is your least favorite thing about your best friend? That'd be me. What's your least favorite thing about me? Um, I'm, I'm ahead oh, of you in fantasy football. That's harsh. Yeah. Listen, man, no, I'm really pleased that you're having your moment on fantasy football. Uh, what's my least favorite thing about? Uh, um, I'll tell you the one thing that springs to mind. I feel awkward saying it, but uh, it's not my least. It's harsh to say it because it, it, I I really utilize it. You probably your perfectionism, mm. but but it's not my least favorite thing because I really harbor it and use it. But you I know do what? know sometimes when I've made a video and I send it over to you, I think, oh, oh yeah, now here it yeah. comes. It's going to come yeah. back with... You could, Chris, Chris would probably agree. But you know what? Erin <laughs> would Aaron would look at you and go, what do you mean perfectionism? I'd like to have a bit of that, please. All right. The next one's brilliant because I know. <laughs> have you ever committed a crime? <laughs> if so, what was it? We'll skip past that one because we know there's, you've got a rap sheet as long as my arm. Um, I haven't committed a crime for... Um, actually, actually... Your hairstyle's I, a bit of a crime. Oh, behave yourself. It's always, we've been here before. Uh, I would say that there's, that most people in England have unintentionally committed crimes in the last year. Oh, nice. I like where you went there. Yeah. I do. I don't Breaking think Breaking lockdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think every, every, if everyone was deadly... We're all criminals. Perfectly, ...perfectly honest, I don't think people have managed to follow the rules to the letter of the law. No. So uh, me, obviously, I have, you know, everything I've done has been socially distanced. Of course, uh, <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> so yeah, there you go. You Pillar of society, law, you are. You lawbreaker. Uh, what's the most embarrassing thing that your mum has caught you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Let's tell. Let's hear the truth. <laughs> No comment, Your Honour. Oh, come on. <laughs> We're not on line of duty. I don't know, mate. Um, All right. No, okay. That uh, that would probably be too embarrassing, both for no, you no. and your mum. <laughs> All right, I'll move us on. Well, if no, you could I ha- just can't think of anything, to be honest with you. Um, You're probably out of it as well at yeah, the time. Exactly. Okay. If you could have someone else's, this is a good one. If you could have someone else's life for a day, who would it be? Oh... It's a good one. Do you follow Tyson Fury on Instagram? I don't follow him on Instagram, but I know who Tyson Fury is. Does that Yeah, help? no. Uh, you, if you look at his life at the moment, he's over in Las Vegas. He just keeps posting like he's proper. He's got, you know, he's proper family guy, isn't he? So he's got all the kids over there. They're all like out around the pool or running. He put like some things on his stories the other day when him and his trainer were just at the tops off and were just, dancing on the tables in a massive room in Vegas. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go with Tyson Fury. But, by the way, let me ask, who, what about you? Who would you uh, be? Who would I be? I, uh, I would love to be President of the United States for a day. Just to You've know. You've got if a bit of a thing about the President of the United States, haven't I, you? I do. I mean, I was a huge fan of the West Wing, right? Uh, I hated Trump. Your flatmate, your ex flatmate. Um, I moved Kieran now. He moved Kieran now, um, and I'd love to know how tough it is for Uncle Joe Biden. Hmm? I just want to know, like, what level of brain power do you need to be leader of the free world? Well, not a lot, because Trump was in for. Uh, yeah, good years. point. Yeah, good point. Um, I got these are good ones, man. Um, if you could say anything to one person in your life without any consequences, what would it be? Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> that's a, Have you got an answer to that? Have you got an answer to that? No. Yeah. Uh, go on. What no, would it be? I don't. No, I don't. Uh, if I could say anything, I don't know. It'd probably be something to Boris Johnson. Someone in your life. Boris Johnson isn't in your life. You're, oh, you're Keir Starmer. Then. Nah, come on. If I could say something to anyone in my life... In your life. 
Uh, I don't think these questions were supposed to happen live on air, by the way. So yeah, I can appreciate it's a bit I squirmy. I would say I would. There's a refer. So there's a referee that sent me. Off. I got sent off two weeks ago. Yeah. And I didn't even know about it to the following week because he sent me off after the game for something that I said to the to the. I genuinely think it was a case of mistaken identity, right? We 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 actually need to find out why I was sent off. But he hates me. He hates me so bad. And I'd love to say something to him that I'm not going to say live on here. Yeah, okay. Without any consequences, yeah. Oh, dear. Be, have the courage of your convictions. All right, last one. <laughs> have you ever let someone take the blame for something that you've done? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes is the yeah. answer, but you can't yeah. think of anything. Yeah. I'm, listen, I've probably let one of the kids take the blame for eating something that I've eaten. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I don't I act think... surprised. You've done that yeah. before, surely. Oh, yeah. Oh, of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that probably happens all the time in the house. Um, but then I normally get blamed if some of the chocolate's gone missing and stuff like that. It's not It's not you anymore, though, right? I offered you an ice cream in Brighton and you just turned me down flat. Healthy. On the beach. Healthy. Oh, mate. That was a lovely lunch we had, by the way. Yeah, it's good. You know, it? you gave me a bit of sausage roll to take home, and I tried to say no, I don't want it. Yeah, no, I don't yeah. want it, and you made me yeah. take it. Yeah, I'm a food forcer. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, my bag. <laughs> Did you forget just about gets it? Chucked in the office. Yeah, and then I was like, I opened the bag to. F- I wanted to find my notepad. About three days later, I was like, Mate, why is that smelling here? Is oh. that sausage roll? It tasted Sorry. better than it smelled anyway. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> um. Cool, man. I enjoyed that. That was good. Yes. Although you swerved quite a few of them. I have to what say. did I swerve? What, what? When have I been caught being embarrassed by my mum? Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did swerve that one. Well, let me ask you that question then. Nope. <laughs> my questions. They were my questions. All right. Nope. Reasons to be cheerful. Quick, move on. Uh, uh, reasons to be cheerful. Josh, go first. Well, look, we sort of mine's been stolen. The thunder's been stolen a little bit because we talked about it a lot. But it, it's uh, uh, I was going to try and think of a title. But collaborating, collaborating with uh, with your good self properly, um, with all the help that you've given me over the years. Do you know what I mean? I've always wanted to find ways to kind of I don't know to give back. Um, and we always sort of, I sort of wondered if we'd ever, you know, if that would ever happen, if we'd ever collaborate in that way. And, and we did yesterday. So it felt really good. And there was like a little bit more, I felt a bit more pressure when I was going to about to deliver it. Do you know what I mean? To make sure that it was, I don't know, good and all that sort of stuff. So, uh, yeah, it was nice, mate. It was nice to collaborate with you um, properly. Yeah. I think now have, I we, Listen, there's been things that we've done over the past, but actually to be in the same room zoom room together uh delivering i thought it was good mate and it felt good and uh yeah so that's my reason to be cheerful it was a great reason to be cheerful and it was it was a great moment you know like it was um i mean as you know as i said you did the heavy lifting in the session and for me it was just great to see um you know our clients responding so warmly and it was really lovely because obviously you gave a talk before and um uh to this group and they really you know they said like you know how could we how could we forget you when you when you asked um if anyone remembers you so that was that was lovely and also obviously uh something very exciting in the making in terms of our collaboration together which we're going to be launching very soon uh, and, and talking about soon so i'm very excited about that um cool man my reasons to be cheerful is very very selfish and personal but i've booked my vaccination uh this this morning um so yeah getting getting my first vax when is it mate on tuesday yeah on tuesday morning wow yeah oh what because it's the over 40s can book from today right (laughs) no no it was actually um the over 42 anyone who's turning 42 uh in a couple of months uh got opened up earlier in the week so that's me nice mate the vax you'll have to let me know how it feels to see if uh I'll tell you, in our family, all the males that have had it yeah. said that they felt a little bit rough after it. Yeah. And all the Did... females that have had it have said, didn't touch me. Do you think that's yeah. just, do you think that's just like the man flu's like syndrome? 
just... I 100% think it's Yeah, yeah. alright, yeah. Because actually, all the, all the people that I have said that it has affected them, that I know, are all blokes. Yeah. It's funny. Because I'm, so, I'm, I'm, so, so don't I'm, try and contact me and like from Tuesday onwards next week, right? Because I'm going to be. Yeah. <laughs> but I know I, if I'm not careful, I'm proper like that. You yeah. know, like uh, anything. Yeah. If I read online that if you do this, you might feel like that. I might have been doing it for years and never felt it, and then I'll be like, oh my god, I can feel it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like the that. Placebo effect. So yeah, I, but I'm listen. I've got a few weeks yet until I book mine. Yeah. No, they're opening thirties up from next week. I think. Are they? I think so. Do you know? I don't really. Um, I just. Um, I like. I went out for a, f- uh, to meet a mate yesterday, and we're sitting in a in a garden, and and there was a little part of me that a tiny part, even though we're sitting outside, was like, mm, there's a lot of people around, and I'm not vaccinated. You know, it's just a weird thing in my head. So I'd love to just get rid of that, and then just go crazy. Yeah, mate. And guess. Oh, can I do one more reasons to be cheerful? Yeah. Six weeks today. Holiday. No. That's less than six weeks. Okay, six weeks today. Euros. Start six weeks oh, today. Oh, yeah, really? Wow. Yeah, do you know why I know? Because Talk Sport have just announced that they've got a new signing for the Euros, a new Who? person on board. Jose Mourinho. Oh, really? Yeah, That's yeah, brilliant. He's, he's going to be on board with them for the Euros. So, That's good. mate, I cannot wait for the Euros, mate. Yeah. Yeah, and me I, I just too. read. On, I'm I, really actually no. I say me too. I haven't really thought about it um, a lot yet, but I know I will yeah. get the. I'll get. I'll get into the. And build I just. Up. I read on Sky News today. They're saying seven weeks from now they're gonna, which is will be the 21st of June. They're saying that's it. No social distancing or anything. Uh yeah, I mean who knows? That's what they're uh, saying on the news, mate. Yeah, you believe everything you see on the news. I, I, on, on this occasion I'm nah. going to believe it uh, well let, let, let's put some positive intent out into the world let's hope it happens Josh that was a fun episode we we had laughs and we also went deep on important stuff thank you anything else to say no mate very much enjoyed it look forward to putting it out and we'll see everybody very soon <laughs>